Welcome back to the John Barnett Podcast. I'm your host, John Barnett. On this week's episode, I've got a really special guest that I'm very excited to introduce to our listeners. It's none other than Angel Barnett. So Angel, how's it going? It's good to have you on the show today. It's going great. Thank you. It's so good to have you on and I can't wait to uh, expose you to our listeners and, uh, and have them just uh, be able to interact with you. So, uh, exposed? On... I'm going to be exposed. Yes. Uh, that, a little I know, bit uncomfortable now. That sounded a lot more malicious and uh, inappropriate than <laughs> what I actually <laughs> intended for it to sound like. So uh, pardon me there. So on today's episode, I was thinking that it would be fitting for us to just talk a little bit about like what's going on right now. I mean, obviously the, uh, the pandemic, the quarantine, um, you know, it, it's, it's something we're obviously all thinking about. Obviously it's our lives right now and there's no one that's not affected by uh, what's happening in our world. So, um, what, tell me a little bit about how your quarantine has been going. Like what's it been like for you? Um, well, it's been a quarantine. <laughs> We've been socially distancing, which in our house, um, it means that the five of us have been inside of this house and in our yard and um, taken every precaution there is to distance ourselves from human interaction. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's great. Um, you know, social distancing is really the key uh, to, you know, flattening the curve and, and really just moving beyond this thing, right? I mean, we have to uh, follow those guidelines and, and really uh, it's the only way that we really, you know, overcome this thing. But uh, it's great to hear that you've found uh, ways to do that uh, and within your family and you guys are staying safe. So uh, You do know we're the same family, right? Are we playing the same family for this podcast? We're not playing it a role. Okay, well, like, it, we're just. I'm glad that, uh, that we. And a wife having a I'm glad that we guys have uh, have found a way to do that. <laughs> so, um, what is <laughs> what is um, well, what's probably the most challenging thing for you out of this whole quarantine, like social distancing, you know, stay at home, shelter in place thing? Oh goodness, the most challenging thing. Um, just that it's abnormal. Yeah, it's breaking the routine, right? Breaking the routine. I'm not really a creature of habit, um, but and and really, I'm an introvert who likes very little social interaction normally. But um, for all of a sudden to for that to be taken away, you know, getting to go to work and getting to do stuff that I love to do, and you know, just having that like I said having that taken away to where you know you can't go and do that you know that that is kind of totally on the on the mind and yeah. you know I've experienced that well I can certainly identify with that uh, as an introvert myself you know I found this experience to be really interesting because I've enjoyed the limited social activity with people outside of my home obviously the the five people or I guess the four people not including myself um, that I live with are the people I enjoy spending the most time with and I enjoy being with them and really I'm okay not seeing everybody else every day. 
But, you know, obviously I do like to see other people. I miss, you know, friends, I miss being able to go to a friend's house or, you know, really more than anything, you know, my parents, your parents, being able to see them, uh, my brother and, and his new wife, you know, I'd love to be able to interact with them. And, and just, I think getting out and, and traveling, you know, going to like your favorite restaurant and being able to sit down and eat, that's something I miss. I don't so much miss you know, getting out of the house. I've actually really enjoyed staying at home and just finding things to do here and just interacting with the family. I think but that's I been think nice. But I think that I'm more of a homebody than you are, just naturally. That's true. You are. And this has made you just stop and really enjoy being at home. Absolutely. Because, you know, like on the weekends, you would enjoy, when things were normal, you would enjoy um, to still go and do, whereas I was pleading, Hey, let's please stay home. Let's just enjoy Saturday here and Sunday too. Let's, you know, go to church and come back home and let's just enjoy all the time that we can at home. But you were still like, let's go, let's go, let's go. And it's kind of odd now that when we're forced to just pretty much stay at home, um, you're enjoying it. And I'm the one who's, I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to be liberated. That is really ironic, and it's like I saw a meme, I've seen it a couple of times on social media, that it's like, it's a different character each time, but the general statement is that it's an introvert that says, or I've always been a homebody, but like I do like to go a couple of places, and then there's another one that it's like, well, usually I like to stay at home, but now that I have to, I don't want to, you know? Right. And I think that kind of uh, aligns with what you're saying, is that it's like, now that you can't do those things, you really kind of want to. Yeah, well, like going and doing those things prepared me to be a homebody because I was so tired. I was so drained. I mean, if anybody knows anything about the Enneagram, I'm an Enneagram 5, which means that I have limited energy. I go and once I give that energy, I'm drained, I'm done. And so like going to work, that was my energy. I gave all my energy to work and then coming home and getting the kids um, supper and, and winding down, but once that was done, I was done. I had no energy. Now, it's like, what do I do with that little bit of energy that I do wake up with? What do I do with it? Yeah, there's all kind of things that I can, I need to be doing, you know, but it's just like my mind can't focus enough to actually do what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm here, there, and everywhere mentally. Um, so, Anyway, that, that's just, I don't understand that. And it's like the things that I enjoyed when I was a homebody, you know, once my energy was drained, I loved just sitting down and watching television. Like, that was my thing. I could sit down because I didn't, it required no thought process whatsoever just to watch trash television. And trash television. <laughs> trash, okay. yeah. Wow. But I mean, reality TV <sighs> and all that stuff. Look at all that purchase I mean, history. Haha, <laughs> funny. But um, but now it's like I don't, I don't even turn on the TV. I mean, it's Saturday. I don't even know what time it is right now, and we haven't. I think the TV's turned. I haven't turned on the TV actually to watch anything all day long. Yeah, it's weird. Like I think I've probably watched more TV than I did before the quarantine. Are we changing? Are we like switching personalities? Uh, maybe like I'm not watching that much, but I'm definitely watching more because like I rarely watched any television yeah. at all before quarantine. Like if I watched television, it was something I was watching with you. But as far as me watching television myself, just me and the TV, like maybe one hour a week, maybe like it just, it wasn't something that really did anything for me. 
and it's kind of weird that our personalities are almost inverted through this process. But like, I, I think it's, it's actually a very fascinating aspect of this whole quarantine thing. And I wonder like if other people or other families are actually experiencing this same type of phenomena. In fact, this is actually a really good podcast topic that I would like to like maybe back up and do a real podcast on it. Like that'd be cool. It's a good topic. It's really fascinating. Um, but yeah, that's, that's interesting that, that we've, it's like, there's like three places maybe like, I'd love to go to Starbucks, uh, like a coffee shop and sit down and enjoy it. Um, See, I never did that anyway, so I don't even miss it. I miss their coffee, but I don't actually miss the atmosphere. I rarely got to, but when I did, like, I would love to do that. I love, or, or maybe even just like a bookstore, Barnes and Noble or books a million, be able to sit down and, and just enjoy it. Um, that's really the only retail, you know, I, I don't like to shop just in general, but like, I wouldn't mind going to like an old Navy or a Coles. but outside of those two stores, I really don't, I don't miss shopping. I sure as heck don't miss Walmart. Um, I think that, you know, the idea of traveling somewhere and not being able to, that's probably what I miss. Not that we travel all the time. But like the idea that, hey, let's just load up in the car today and let's go to, you know, let's drive a couple hours up the road to, uh, you know, somewhere like Jackson, Tennessee or, you know, Nashville or, you know, just anywhere like that. And being able to do that or going to Oxford and going to South Depot Taco Shop, baby, got to plug uh, my favorite restaurant there. Are you trying um, to get a sponsor or something? Yes, I'd like to be sponsored by South Depot <laughs> Taco Shop. I also would like to be sponsored by Takiera Ferris and Tupelo. <laughs> Because you always want to be sponsored by a taco truck. And then but they're the this. best tacos. I miss those guys too. We'll and of to course, visit. yeah. So. Yeah. Like like that's I think the thing for me that I miss, like it's really made me appreciate like our local small businesses more. That like I really I care for the people. You and I were talking about this earlier. Like the businesses where I've gotten to know the people, even if I don't know their names, but especially the ones where I learned their names, they know my name and I've talked to them a little bit, even if it's just at a minimal acquaintance level, like I think about those people and I think about their businesses and I think it's just, you know, I really, I want them to do well through this. I want them to be able to come out of this thing okay because I appreciate the product they put out there for our communities, but also just the people knowing that this is what they've Pour their livelihoods in their blood, sweat, and tears, and you know. So I like to try to support them when we can. Yeah, but let's get honest for a second. Okay. Because you want you want to support them when you can, and you appreciate them, and you you think about them during this time. But, Mister Hypochondria, the fear has the fear of the virus has stopped you from supporting them. And you talk about that, about how that has stopped you from actually ordering in as much as we would like. We know that we can't go in, dine in, in the restaurant. But, sure. you know, there's been so many times that Takiera Ferris or um, just we've mentioned random restaurants that we miss. We would love to, and they're open. We could go to their drive through their curbside service, but we're not because of, of fear. So why don't, because this is your fear. Yeah. So, like, I know a lot of people are eating takeout with no problem. And I think it's really just, it's an individual thing because I think, yes, I am a hypochondriac. Um, you know, I, I've been one my whole life and it's something I, I kind of, uh, you know, I guess wrestle with, I hate to use the word battle. It sounds so dark, but 
you know, it, it is a challenge at times. And certainly in a, in a global pandemic, you know, it certainly reared its ugly head. I won't lie. And, you know, yeah, it has manifested through me being a little leery about eating takeout food. Although I love a lot of restaurants here in our town and I would prefer to eat from the ones that are local because, again, I want to support them. But I also kind of feel bad that I haven't. But I haven't done it as much because, you know, there is this fear that, okay, you know, I almost feel like I'm a renegade by eating takeout food. Um, and we're not even going to grocery stores. We were blessed to live in an area where we can have our groceries delivered from Kroger. And we don't even have to get out of the house for that. I haven't been inside of a building other than my own home in, what, three to four weeks. So, you know, it's really a blessing in that regard. But I just, I feel like there's risk involved that even though I've read the articles, I've done the research and I hear again and again, the takeout it's very low contact. It's very minimal, uh, you know, risk that you would actually contract the virus through like a takeout meal or even the grocery delivery. If you just take precautions, but still it's something I have to wrestle with. Like literally I will look forward to like going to Butterbean on a Saturday morning, getting some food there because it's one of our favorite places. Um, but at the same time, like there are times of the week I will talk myself out of like not eating takeout again. I'll read some article or I'll read something that just kind of messes with me. And it's like, nope, I'm not eating takeout again. Um, like never again. Yeah. No, like never again. Like not until this thing's over, you know, like I'm done. We're not doing this again. But then like I, I bring myself back down. It's like, okay, that's an overreaction. A lot of people are eating takeout. Just take your precautions and you'll be fine. You know, so it is something I've wrestled with a lot. So walk us through. Uh, so we just ordered for the first time um, a dinner for ourselves from a takeout dinner for ourselves. We ordered from Harvey's. So walk, walk us through like the steps, the precautions that you took before we could eat. Um, well. Deep subject. Yeah. So, I mean, really for us, it, it, it is more of a, like, for example, food. Taking it, obviously, you, you can't take, you really need to minimally touch the bag it's delivered in, obviously. That's probably where the most contamination is. Even though the lady that delivered it was wearing gloves. And we tipped her well, and I think you should do that, especially in times like this. Tip these people very well. Um, but, you know, taking it out of that bag... And then where I've read what is most important is taking the food out of, like they're going to be wrapped in some sort of container. Don't eat them in the container they come in. Um, don't eat them in, you know, like if you get a hamburger, for example, don't touch the wrapper, you know, get the food out of the wrapper, or drop it into a plate. So I'll explain, I hate, I'll explain a little bit better what we just did because he just you, ate a hamburger actually from Harvey's. So I was the one who brought in the bag. I brought in the bag and then, That's why I stopped talking. I was like, well, you kind of did this and you usually Yes, but do I do these steps because this is what you want to be done. Um, I bring in the bag and then I wash my hands. Um, well, I empty the bag first and then I wash my hands. And usually right away we send out the bag and we take it outside right away. Well, actually I'm looking at the bag right now. So we still have the bag inside. We have to Don't freak out about that. Um, oh God. <laughs> so I take the things out of the bag and um, each 
food item had its own container. So I had to take, had to open the containers. And if I couldn't get the food out of the container without touching it, because my hands were contaminated from touching the bag, then John, whose hands were already clean, he had to touch the food without touching the containers. Yes. Because you don't want that contamination. Um, So... And then it didn't stop there. So we got everything out of their containers from the restaurant. And then we had to warm everything up in the microwave. Um, My thing is that I ordered a salad. I was not going to put that in the microwave. And John will not order a salad or anything cold because you cannot warm it up. But I was really wanting a salad. So I risked that. So the reason for that is, well, two things. Again, as I mentioned, you have to take it out of the container or you need to. In a salad, especially a bigger salad, it can be a little more challenging to get that out of the container it's in and into another type of container. But more than anything, uh, the idea is that putting in the microwave, heat uh, has been proven to kill coronavirus germs. And so the idea is that if you microwave it, then the radiation in that that, that microwave that it's actually going to kill any germs that might be attached to it. So when we've got coffee from our favorite coffee places, you know, I brought the coffee in and, and microwaved it, warmed it up, not for an extended period of time, but just a little bit to hopefully kill any germs. Even with coffee, like we've got coffee from Butterbean, um, we immediately, we brought like carry, like, like thermoses that keep your coffee hot. And we immediately poured them out of those coffee cups into those thermoses in order to, well, you know, keep them hot. But more than anything, get them out of those cups that were handled by people that, you know, there could have been a contamination concern. So this is um, difficult to do. I mean, it's time consuming to do. It's exhausting, to be honest. It's exhausting. And that's just when you're getting takeout. So that's why we don't get takeout that much. Um, So I've said all this and that... That's the difference between John and myself. Yes, I'm aware that there's a virus out there. I, hopefully out there. Um, I'm aware of the virus. That bag's still in here, so we've got to get it out. Here, and we'll get it out, and we'll have to disinfect, and John Mines. will probably, his shower will be so hot, his skin will burn off. But anyway, but I'm like, I'm kind of right the opposite. So to where... It wouldn't bother me whatsoever to go out there and to get the bag and to eat in the containers and you it, done lost your mind. It wouldn't it wouldn't bother me. My hands would be clean. I'm going to I'm going to I, I just think that they would take the precautions as as or or they wouldn't be essential. So anyway, that's just my I would be fine with it. If it's just me, myself, and I. Now, with my kids... Thankfully, it's not. Well, thankfully, it's not. That's right. Well, with my kids, I would, you know, probably put on gloves. And I'd probably make sure that we have different plates to put the food in. And we would eat. But I would not go crazy of, did I wash my hand? Did the food actually touch the container? Did this touch this and this touch this? And then, oh my gosh, I can't eat any of it. And I just paid so much for it. And like, let's throw it in the trash. Like, I don't have to worry. I personally... Do not worry about that. Those fears, anxieties, those worries never cross my mind. But for you, who's a hypochondriac, and you deal with OCD, so we're getting a little deep with... Thank you for the diagnosis, by the way. (laughs) I'm not diagnosing you. This is actual (laughs) diagnosis. Is this right? Yes, yes, you're right. I'm I'm just messing with you. Okay. So, hypochondriac and OCD. So, we're getting into the mindset of somebody that deals with that. And knows there's a virus out there that's... It's a very scary place. 
And not the world, but your mind. Yes, yes. (laughs) Let me clarify. The mind of an OCD person and a hypochondriac. It's terrifying. Not just during a pandemic. Right. Oh, gosh. That's the thing. Like, for me, a lot of the stuff, I wasn't quite at this level. But, like, I was already kind of in this mode before the the Wuhan virus ever really hit the, the news on a global level because it was already like flu season, sick season. And I was already in the mode of, all right, wash your hands, Lysol your shoes. I was already doing that stuff. Yeah, we really didn't have to go out and uh, buy, rush out and buy a bunch of Lysol, rush out and buy Germex, Germex or soaps. masks or gloves because actually we had all of those things already in our house because of flu season. Yeah. Yeah, we did. We had a a plethora of it because I just really try to take those precautions anyway. Uh, Because, you know, with with three small kids, kids are Petri dishes. So you really have to, when they go to public school and daycare, you know, you really have to kind of take those measures to make sure that, uh, you know, they're well taken care of. Yeah, we're watching this vehicle uh, across the street, making sure they're not hitting ours through the window. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it looks like they were going to back into it for a minute there. But anyway, so um, yeah, so that's that's something that wasn't absolutely new or fresh to us. We were kind of already doing some of it. Now, I'll be honest, like I, before this pandemic, I was not using grocery delivery. We had started doing the pickup at the store and the kids hadn't been in a Walmart or a Kroger in months, really. Right. Yeah. But um, because it's just, again, it's a, a germ city there. I mean, we were already like keeping taking minimal precautions through the winter months just to try to keep everybody healthy. But our kids keep strep; their carriers were strep. They keep strep, and then yes, uh, Braden had flu. Yeah, back past. in January. Yeah. So, you know, we tried everything we could. So, yeah, naturally, I'm you know what might be described as a germaphobe, and you know, people at work like joke with me about that, but it's real. You know, I do try to keep the germs down. Um, but, you know, it's just really a health thing, just trying to keep everybody healthy. And I think a lot of the stuff that I do, it's not so much for myself. I mean, it is to some level. Uh, I won't lie. But a lot of it is, like, for my kids. Like, you mentioned kind of a, a, a difference between how you handle your food mm-hmm. versus how you handle your kids' food. In my mind, though, I'm thinking, well, I've got to handle my food the same way because if I get sick, then I could get my kids sick. So I need to keep myself healthy so that they stay healthy. I don't think in a situation like this that you can think only about your own health. You well, know? it's just more so that I, that shows how serious you're taking it yeah. as opposed to myself. Yes. And you, you need to, you know, step it up, you know. <laughs> I mean, I'm take, I take it Get seriously. Get your act together, sister. I do take it seriously. I know that there have been too many souls that have, you know, they're no longer here with us because of this this virus and it's devastating it's devastating to our um to our health community it's it's devastating to a lot of aspects of our world and i take that very seriously and i stay in my home or in my little area um because i've been told to by my government and i respect their authority and i know that they have my best interest at heart, and I understand all that, so I don't want anybody to think that I'm. I don't take it seriously. I do, but it's just I don't have those hypochondriac thoughts. You're not hypersensitive to it like what I am. Like, Definitely not. I, I I feel okay with 
I feel like I'm judging you here. So, <laughs> Judge away. Judge away. <laughs> so, I, I'm okay. <laughs> it's Australian <laughs> now. That? I don't know. Simon Cowell's British. Anyway, that's a reference from like... Well, I guess he's still on that, that new show. What's America's that show? America's Got Talent. Thank you. Yeah, I don't You're watch welcome. those shows. Non-TV guy here. So, um, anyway. Um, yeah, I think the biggest thing... And we'll kind of... you know We're coming to a close here, but... Like the biggest thing that I think I saw this thing on uh, LinkedIn actually that uh, a colleague of mine shared and I, I I posted it to I think Facebook and shared it with a few folks but it was really just about in this time we have to focus on what we can control and not on the things we can't control and you know we can't control the pandemic we can't control what other people do because I know living in a subdivision I see our neighbors. And I see a lot of our elderly neighbors who are in their 70s and 80s doing things that I wouldn't dream of doing. And I'm like, what the heck is wrong with you? Get, you know, like, are you like suicidal? Like, talk to me, man. What's going on? Because it's like they're not taking precautions. And it's almost like at times when I've been out on the grocery, on the, the doorstep taking groceries in with my mask and my gloves on, we're wiping each thing down. Oh yeah. Like, we didn't even get into the grocery yeah. part. That would be a whole nother episode. In itself. Right. That'll be maybe the next episode. <laughs> but like, I felt like people kind of looked like, Oh, what are those freaks doing? You know, but like, and, and I'm okay with that. I don't care. Like I'm doing, you do your player. I'll do me. But like at the end of the day, like I think that we have to not worry about that. You know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, angst about what the government is, is doing or what they're not doing, what the president is doing, what they're not doing. And I'm not really a political person, but like I've had to wrestle with this a little bit because I've gotten angry. But then at times, you know, I realize it is a juggle. It's a balancing act of saving people, saving the economy, um, trying not to just completely rob Peter to pay Paul and, and shoot one in the foot to save the other. I mean, it, it is a challenge. And, and I think that I would not want to be one of those people making those decisions in this day and hour. But I think the biggest thing is we have to focus on what we can control. And what I can control is what I've been trying to do is limiting my social media interaction, limiting the news that I watch, and just keeping it to you know, what I feel is relevant, focusing on positive things and trying not to think on the negative things. Yeah. Because it's a dark rabbit hole you can get lost in. For sure. I have a friend, a, a coworker actually, a dear friend of mine, who um, also deals with anxiety, who... Um, anyway, has, has dealt with past just emotional, mental stress before this. And this, during this time, she's really struggled. So one thing that she just recently did was she, she deleted Facebook, completely deleted it. She said that it was, um, not putting her in a positive mindset. And so she spent too much time on it. And when she got on it, it was, it was negative. So she completely deleted it. So that was a good thing for her. And so if something like that is really getting to you and it's not putting you in a positive mindset for sure we do need to socially distance okay well if that's the way you need to socially distance delete your social media if it's just going to make it even worse for you yeah i mean the thing with social media not to to belabor this topic but you know i go to social media sometimes to interact with people outside of my home just to be able to see them talk to them you know interact with them in that way but and that's good, and I think you need that. But then I'll scroll up one more, and then I see some news article that you know I didn't want to see, or something somebody shared. So you know, and just like you said, being hypersensitive. 
that's not a good thing. Right. It, it and, can really uh, somebody like myself, loop. somebody, I, I would just I would see it and just scroll right past it, not even think twice about it. But when you're already in that mindset of being hypersensitive, then it will throw you for a loop. Absolutely, it will. It can really, you know, just almost consume you. So you have to be careful with what you're feeding yourself. And it's really just a matter be intentional. of, yeah, you have to be very intentional. And, and we're, and we're talking like this, showing our differences of, of how we're feeling during this time, not to belittle one or the other, you know, it's just, this is who we are naturally. We are naturally like this. I feel like it's, it's just, it's our own personalities and, you know, these are things that just help us or that we're dealing with on, on our own right. and, um, well, individually, just, just differently, really. And it's not saying that the way I think is better than the way that you think. And we're not saying that anybody else should believe that I do or that anybody else should be hypersensitive or shouldn't be hypersensitive to all of this. It's just that it's just the way that we are. Absolutely. Well, we're coming up on the end of our time here. I know this because for 28 minutes, we've not heard a peep out of our kids, but I just heard one creeping around the corner. <laughs> and uh, so uh, I'm really surprised we made it 28 minutes. It's been lovely chatting with you. I can't believe that we just spent 28 minutes <laughs> in a room all by ourselves talking about a serious subject and actually enjoying one another's company. But before we leave, I would like to leave somebody, I would like to leave everybody with a positive thought. I mean, cause it's been all like COVID-19 this, for 30 minutes and you yeah. know, just the differences between the two of us and, and so forth. Um, so the positive note. Oh, you're giving that to me <laughs> to give that. I thought you said you were leaving I, a positive note. I, 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 would, I said, I would like for us to, didn't mean that I had one. <laughs> Okay. Um, <laughs> no, I have so many. I just, you know, I know time is dwindling. So yes. if you if you don't mind sharing with something encouraging. Um. Well, I I don't want to like shift gears too heavy here, but you know, really something I've been doing that's been encouraging to me, and I've been doing this for months, even before the pandemic, uh, is just I find uh, comfort in the scriptures and specifically. The 91st Psalm, it's one that really just speaks to me. Uh, and it actually, it, it talks about when we find shelter in the shadow of, of God Almighty, that we find that safety that we can't find anywhere else, that protection and his love. And uh, really that 91st Psalm, I try to read it every day. Sometimes right before I go to bed, it's kind of a, a soothing thing to do. Or sometimes I've, I've read it the first thing in the morning because I needed to start my day with that. Just as a reminder that, you know, I have this God that, as this scripture says, he orders his angels to be around us, to protect us, to keep us safe. And I believe in the words of the psalm. Um, you know, the psalm doesn't protect us from getting sick or from anything bad happening uh, in our lives because those things are just part of living. But this psalm does give me courage that no matter what, through it all, God is with us. And uh, he's there through us uh, until, you know, well, forever. You know, there is no end with God. So uh, when you've got God on your side, you've got all you need. And that's really true. So uh, that is quite possibly the most encouraging thing that any that yeah, anyone can do in the podcast. Yeah, We read it every day or we try to every day. We have our Bibles open to it. Um, I know the boys have a Bible open to Psalm 91 in their, in their bedroom. And we just leave it open and to just that Just leave scripture. it open to that, you know, if you need so a word, encouraging word. Yeah, we want it to always be constant on our mind that, you know, we need to shelter in Him. Absolutely. If you're hypersensitive to this or not. Yeah, absolutely. Well, look, this, the scripture will, will encourage you uh, even outside of a pandemic because it's just really 
uh, just an encouraging psalm that uh, that David wrote. So, well, that is the end of our time today for the John Barnett podcast. Thank you, Angel Barnett, my lovely wife, for being my guest today. Oh, you claim me now? Yes, I claim you now, <laughs> uh, now that we've broken the fourth wall. So uh, I really enjoyed uh, our conversation. Hope that it is encouraging to someone out there. And uh, until next time, uh, we'll see you guys on the, or I guess we won't see you, but we'll hear you or no, you'll hear us. Anyway, just forget <laughs> I said anything at all. Have a nice week and we'll see you on the next episode. Love you guys. Thank you.